Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, the first technique I learned was a punch. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Punch. I'm your host, Karate Cam, and today's guest on the episode is U.S. National Team senior member Ariel Torres. Ariel is a great athlete and being one of the younger ones on the senior team, but having an immense amount of experience. He's won both the junior and senior Pan American Championships. He's gotten a silver at the Pan American Games, and currently he is on a hot streak placing fifth at the most recent Premier League in Portugal, but then took a bronze at the one before that. He's going to be competing at the final Olympic qualifier in June, and I'm lucky enough to have him on the podcast today. So enjoy our episode where we cover more about kata and all the different ways that training fits into daily life. But right before we jump into it, I wanted to take a second to thank the first of two sponsors for today's episode. You already know your online sports experts, Bet Online. Bet Online is one of the best places to place your bets for anything related to sports, news, and entertainment. They even have experts on the website who can help you figure out where to place your bets and what the best strategies are to get the maximum amount of gain. So head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Now, without waiting any longer, let's jump into today's episode with Ariel Torres. Today I have teammate, very good friend, and forever, I've known you forever in uh, awesome athlete in Ariel Torres. Thanks for coming on today, man. Yeah, bro. Thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure, bro. We've been we've known each other for a very, very long time, huh? <laughs> Straight up, when, when we were talking right now, I was just I, literally in the intro. I was thinking about, <laughs> I was like, man, we go back to like, was it 14, 15 elite divisions type stuff? Kata Kubite. I remember seeing this dude, yeah. this guy from Florida with the suave walking in with the big old <laughs> chest. And then, you know, that was, that was, I was like, dang, this is the guy right here. So no, nah, bro, I appreciate you coming on. And um, man, how are you? What's, what's going on? Yeah, man, I'm doing great, dude. I've just been training a lot. You know, I've, I've been doing my best with this whole situation going on here. I've been just training a lot harder, but also smarter. I used to just train like crazy. Everyone used to be like, you probably know this. Oh man, Ariel trains like 12 hours a day. Hey, you, you know, we're at a competition. People be like, how many times you train today? You know, yes, I'm still training a lot now, but you know, a little bit smarter, uh, more condensed, more focused on typical things because I'm getting older, bro. And I can't really go for that long anymore. My body starts to hurt. I know that I'm doing weight yeah. training stuff, man. You know, uh, it's hard. It's hard, but I'm doing great, man. And I hope you are too. I know I see you grinding and pushing as well. Well, we're, we're, it's like, it's, it's, it's different, man. I, I was, I'm with you in this. I, okay. Backtrack a little bit. Quick side note story before we get into anything else. So uh, first of all, Ariel's is amazing, badass athlete on, you know, for Kata on, on, on the U S national team, but let alone, I just remember our last Pan Ams, right? Um, man, I had just finished my day of competition and I was bummed. I lost, I wasn't doing so good. And then I was like, man, you know, I'll just go for a little walk. And I walk out of the room and it's probably like 10 PM. <laughs> 
And none other than that, man, I hear this, I hear this noises in the hallway and I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I peeked around the corner and lo and behold, Ariel already after a day of competition is training again <laughs> to get ready for his finals match the following day. I was like, this guy is nuts, bro. I don't know about, you know, but um, no. And like, I think that level of dedication, hard work and just like focused energy is like the best way. Like that story is like my go-to story <laughs> for how I define you, right? But you make a great point in like how things have changed a little bit because uh, I mean, for me, it's a little bit different. I mean, I, I, I want to ask you about that, but um, for me, it's more like life has been kicking in a little bit, you know, I, you know, after once COVID and everything got going, like, um, you know, back here, it, it turned into survival mode, like training became icing on the cake, but now we gotta, we gotta focus on keeping the, the lights on, you know, dojo has got to stay open. Family's got to stay, you know, healthy. Everybody's got, you know, so, so training became, okay, this is, you're doing this seriously because you want to, there's no other reason now, you know, and, and obviously the timing of it and that like my, my training time went down and all those things, but like, how, how have you noticed your training has changed the most? You, you know, it's, it, it's uh, the survival thing you said, I've been like that, I believe all my life, you know? So when COVID happened, I feel like it was the same because I was still on this survival mode. I have to, because I always mm -hmm. have to make some money in order to travel, you know, it, it's a, it was a lot easier during COVID because I've been teaching online always. I never stopped teaching online. So now everyone started to trust the whole online teaching thing. And I, it made actually my life a little easier because I started getting more students because people were more, you know, hey, yeah, let's do the online. Everyone's doing it. It's okay. And I've been doing it since I was 15 years old. So right, I, right. I told people, hey, I've been doing this since I was 15 years old. I've taught kids from Canada, from Mexico, from the, U the United Kingdom, and it, it, it's possible. So, you know, during the quarantine, I was able to teach a lot more kids. And during teaching them, I was able to improve, man. I, I was able to see so many of my faults, so many of my errors. I, I, I feel like I grew as a person, a uh, patience, mm -hmm. a dedication. I started to plan, make plans for these kids because I wanted them to, to be the best they could be. And I have some kids I teach that are number one in the like sport data online ranking in the world. And, and, and I'm so grateful that I was able to teach them and I was able to better myself because I never planned trainings for myself. I never sat down and like, uh, I'll show you literally, I never sat down and, and, and made a program for myself, but I did it for these kids. And I was mm. like, Hey, I got goosebumps selling you because I'm like, I should do this for myself. And then on the right. weekends, every Sunday I'll sit down three to four hours and I'm like, Ariel, uh, you suck. You need to get better at this. <laughs> Yeah, myself. I'm like, dude, uh, I, so many things we're weak at. So many things. And, and the first step is, bro, recognize it. And, and don't put yourself down. I never try to bring myself down. It's like, hey, uh, I suck at this. I'm not as good as this. And I, I understand. So what can I do? What can I do to get better? So I'll write it all down. And me believing, I think my students will have the same problems. So I'll make my program and I'll share it with them to help them get better. And that's all I've been doing during this whole period. man. I, I, I feel like my, myself and my family, we survived. And my training has gotten a lot better. Not training like mm. eight hours a day because I started to notice that we don't need that. It's more like uh, quality over quantity. And my body really can't keep yep. up anymore with the eight hours, especially now that I'm doing weight training, you know, like some days I'll do five to six max. And that's like on a Tuesday and a Thursday split in kata and weight training. And the next day I'm just like, oh man. So toasted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bro. Quality quality mm. is super important what you do in those three hours or four hours that you have will define tomorrow and the next day and i've learned and especially i have my training partner grace lau she's the number four in the world already qualified for the olympics and she gets on me she's like ariel 
don't train so hard. Don't be, you know, don't be stupid. Don't do that. Uh, focus on specific things, you know, focus on this. And I think, thankfully, I've had her on my side teaching me, don't train so hard here. You'll focus on the quality of your training. And I'm grateful for that, you know? It's, it's interesting to see how, like, how much of a difference it makes within just the general way, like you approach things, you know what I'm saying? As far as like programming your own training as soon as, cause I, I remember I, I had a similar switch a while ago before I was traveling to like Iran and seeing those guys and having some of my people here. I was, I was in that mindset. I was like, I need to train three times a day, every single day, or else I suck. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm absolute trash, you know? And then it turned into, I was like, nah, damn, dude, I just need to focus in on these little few things and then work it, you know, make sure it's, it's fine tuned. And then after that, it just makes it, it just, you approach it a little bit different, you know, mm-hmm. but um, you talking about that, man, I see. So like, cause I think we can relate on this and I just want, I'm, I'm genuinely wanting to learn from you and how you, how you approach this is like, how do you how do you balance like sensei and then your own like input on the training now? You know what I'm saying? Because sensei Robert mm-hmm. is still working with you, right? But like where I, I just want to know like where because like it's the same idea with me and my dad, right? Dad is Hanchi, you know, that's like yes. my coach, right? But now he's like, oh, I'm over the last I'd say three years, it's been like, hey, here's freedom, run it, you know, and I'll come back and I'll let you know, but here's freedom. You better get your act together, but you know what I'm saying. So I just it's exactly know. the same, actually. I got, yeah. I'm like, dang, yeah. Uh, sensei to me is sensei, same as Hanshi, but my friend, like a father. Mm. So he's like, yeah. I, I feel like it's literally the same, except we don't live together. But might as well because, man, he tells me, don't eat this, don't eat that, don't go out. During COVID, I was not allowed to leave my house at all, only to go to the dojo. And if he found out I went anywhere, which I didn't, he'd be like, I'm not going to train you anymore because he was that serious about this situation, you know? And he gave me a lot of freedom, like, like you, but so my sensei and I, we have like a friendship type of training, meaning mm-hmm. we talk all the time. Uh, we don't train like six hours together the whole time. I warm up, I do my thing. And when I'm drenched and I'm ready to go, I'm like, sensei, I call him through, I train with him right now through FaceTime. Uh, we haven't mm-hmm. seen each other in a while. Maybe we'll see each other in person for once a week, maybe or once every two weeks, but usually we train with each other on FaceTime. And I'm like, okay, sensei, I'm ready. Let's go. And I'll start off uh, whatever kata. Today I was doing on-on. And I'll go, pom, 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 pom. And I'll stop. And be like, okay, uh, your second one, your elbow came out your body. Make sure that it stays in. And then I'll look at my video because I want to confirm what he said to me. I want to see what he said to me. I was like, ah, you're right, sensei. But it wasn't fast either. Maybe I should focus a little bit more on the elbow. He's like, yeah, elbow in. Also focus on the knee drive. Focus on the rotation of the thigh. Focus here. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, and my chest. It also collapsed while I was moving. Mm. He's like, I saw that too. So make sure that you're pulling down through your back and get it through the hand. And it's like, all right, so I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And he's like, yeah, remember this. Oh, uh, uh, so let's go. And I'll go, bam, 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 bam. That was a lot better, but you missed this one. And I'll look at the video and I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. Because uh, I, I truly believe that I did it. And I didn't mess it up. You know, like, I, essentially, like, you know, I'm pretty sure that I did do that. that <laughs> this that is a technique. nice one. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, but I'll say it in my head. So be like, I sensei, but then I'll look at the video and I'll be like, yo, sensei, you know, you're right. I messed up. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so we have this thing. We, we don't get mad because it, it's, I trust him, but I also need to see it. So he's giving me the freedom you've said, but I want it. I really want it. And I want it in the sense of like, I want to make my dream come true, man. I want to go to the Olympics. I want to become one day world champion. I want to qualify. I want to do all these things. And, and he knows that. So he's not going to be on me every day. He'll be on me with my, my nutrition, which has improved incredibly during covid he'll be on me mm. about my free time not anymore because i've i've i'm not training a million times a day i'm training when i'm supposed to 
So he used to be on me, you're training too hard. Uh, you need a rest day. I used to train seven days a week. And he used to be on me, dude, you don't have to train seven days a week. So now I have a rest day, you know? And, and now we have this communication and I feel like it's great because he understands me. I understand him. The moment I call him, he knows if I feel I'm in a bad mood because of a, any any situation or I slept bad and he knows. So he's like, oh, you're a bad day. I was like, yes, and say. And he's like, okay, man, just, just take it easy. I'll walk you through your details. I'll take you there. You don't have to destroy yourself. Let's take it nice and slow. Let's remind you of some things and we'll carry on. Have a high and say thank you. Uh, so you, we have that. We have we share a good connection. I feel like we're always in sync. Yeah, I, I you you hit like that C word of communication, man. Like you're hitting it home with that. I think that open forum of communication, non-judgmental communication, right? Like obviously, like yeah, you want to see what he's saying and interpret it just for like self-confirmation. But I also feel like you want to see what he's saying. So then that's something you're learning. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something that you're learning and picking up and like, oh, I didn't know about this detail. And now you can, man, that's like direct, literally like a crash course. And then you can apply it to everybody else that you're coaching and everything yes. else after that. So man, like that's, what else do you want from that? You know, that's, that's a recipe for success at that and, point. And sometimes it's what he says, I miss, I misinterpret. So 100%. I know relaying about that. <laughs> it back to him, relaying it back yeah. to him. Sensei, let's take a step back. Let's go through it slowly one more time. And I'll close my eyes and I'll be like, tell me what you want me to do step by step, please. And he'll walk me through it. I'll close my eyes. I'm like, okay, I see that. I'll be like, wait, but there, there's something missing right here. What do you want me to do in this specific spot? And he's like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do this there. I'm like, perfect. I got it. And now we have all the pieces together. They're stacked. Right. I can do it. And then I'll do it. I'll be like, that's perfect. You see, since that was what I was missing. I wasn't trying to fight back or anything. I just, right, right, right. and then he's like, no, no, don't worry about it. We're good. And, and that's, that's my, you know, that communication is key. And from both parties, because, you know, since he's a human being and he'll have mm -hmm. a bad day and, and he'll be sick and he'll be sad and he'll be emotional, just like us, you know, and we have to, I have to understand that as a student, that since it's not always going to be perfect sensei every day. And I have to be patient with him too. those days that he, he can't be on it mentally a hundred percent. I'll be ah, sensei, don't worry about it. It's okay. Let's just, uh, I'll keep pushing. Let's keep going. And uh, thank you. You know? So I, yeah. I, I we, it's, yeah. it goes both ways, man. No, I, I, I absolutely love that because I mean, it, it, it exemplifies like what a true sensei is right at that point. I think a lot of athletes in general, but then we can narrow it into karate athletes have that struggle with their coach or their, their, uh, sense. I've experienced it actually way more than I would want anybody else to, but like that fight back, right. With, with, a with a coach, you know, but that's not going to help you perform. You know, and especially when you when you're looking at someone, you know, like 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 you, right? Or like, or even like me, like competing on the highest possible stage. Your goal is the Olympics. Any extra sense of doubt or not like non trust or weird communication or I don't want to say this because if you're feeling this that whatever is is gonna is gonna hinder your performance. Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. So no, I I love the fact that you just mentioned that, and I mean like I want to use that to segue, but like let's let's backtrack a little bit because i love where we're going but like i want to backtrack a little bit not because you're the first male cut to athlete that i've had on the <laughs> podcast so yes 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 it is <laughs> man what well because i think the i of course i appreciate kata and i appreciate the work that goes into it and i understand it but where 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 do you like where how would you explain it to someone that doesn't know about kata so the simple way i put it is like you know i feel it's like the same way everyone explains it it's um some pre-selected moves you know, the, to simu uh, simulate a fight, a battle, a situation, mm. you know, and you can use, I always go to wax on, wax off karate kid style. 
you know, uh, and, and most of the people have seen the Karate Kid. And if they don't, I'll just be like, hey, this guy had him wax on a car and wax off a car. And that technique in karate is like a kakeuke, a form of a block. And then he had the guy punch him in the face. And he's like, when I punch you in the face, wax off. Boom, oh, reaction. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that I, I relay it into kata. And I'm like, it's the same thing with kata, the wax on, wax off. A kata, you'll learn a high block, a punch, and another block. And now the, when the time comes when something is thrown at you, a technique is thrown at you, you'll be able to defend yourself. You know, so mm -hmm. it's, a, a, it's an imaginary battle. Uh, for your life. And that's the way I try to look at it. And when what, what I love about Kata the most that I love Kumite. And I've always said it. And I love Kumite. And the only reason I start doing Kumite was because my sensei forced me to stop Kumite. It's because I uh, now, and now I learned to love Kata more. And I understand why. In Kata, you can go all out in the mm. sense of like, you can punch as hard as you want, go as fast as you want. Nothing is holding you back. No, no rules. You can't punch too hard in Kata and you get disqualified. No, right. you can't go too right. fast. And, uh, no, you know, you you can be 100, 110%. In Kumite, you can give 100% your mind. But you can't right. put one, uh, someone in the face at 110%. You can hurt them. You can kill them, you know, and you'll get a penalty. You see what I'm trying to say? So the sure. work that I, I started thinking about Kata was like, okay, I'm, I have no shackles. Nothing is holding me back. I can go in there and I can be better and better and better with my performance be stronger be faster and just be able to break through uh an opponent through a fight and mm -hmm. and, and that idea that kata is limitless and performance and and power and execution is what like helps me a lot like that that idea of just limitless limitless power limitless speed unstoppable type of thing is what gives it to me you know sure well like uh i mean have you seen Cobra Kai at all? Oh, dude, yes, of course I yeah. <laughs> I'm saying we all binged it. Got, <laughs> man, it's like, yeah, it's uh they got some kata in there as well, some off 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 brand style kata. So you know, <laughs> yeah, off goju, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cool. But like, what would you say? Cause like it's funny that like I mean, talking about Cobra Kai, we've had a few students come in and start at our dojo because of that show. Like weird, like dead, dead serious, man. Like, oh, I want to try karate. This looks awesome. The people here are great, whatever. Let's do it. Well, but like, but the first thing that comes to mind is that movie mindset of like, I just want to have like a 10 minute fight with someone and that's what they expect. They're going to be learning. Right. So like a, a few times we've had a student or someone say like, well, why do I have to learn the moves of Kata? And then, you know, you go into like, like philosophy of basics and all these things and it just kind of <laughs> goes right over their head. Right. Yeah. But like, what, what would your, what would your response to that be? It's like, hey, I'll, I'll, you show them. I'll, I'll show them, look, this is kata, right? You show them what you can do at a high level of kata, the explosiveness, mm -hmm. the speed. And then you'll show them application of bunkai. And then you show them mm -hmm. kumite. And it's like, and it's, I, I feel like it's been proven because we've seen the best fighters practice kata before. And we're talking about yep. Rafael Agayev, all these people, um, uh, um, Junior, Fe uh, Junior Lefever. Uh, he, he's done like kata and all these things. He even teaches it. And these are great fighters. And they've all done kata. And you show them, listen. This is Kumite. This one look like this is a street fight. This is how you react to a street fight. And it all comes from Kata. Kata will give you stronger muscles because you have to hold a, a horse stance down there for a while. And that's getting your legs stronger. Throw, you have to throw a front. You have to be in a front stance throwing a, a punch. And that's going to make you stronger because you learn control. You learn how to contract your muscles. You learn, you learn how to throw a punch. You know, you're not just mm -hmm. going to get in a fight and start punching a guy. You need to learn how to throw a punch. You need to learn the course of the punch. You need to learn when to throw it, when to apply your hips into the punch, when to use your body behind your punch. You need to learn how to before you can apply it. 
you know, any type right. of fight. So that's what I try to go out. Oh, you want to fight? Great, bro. Awesome. You want to defend yourself? Great. Let's learn how to apply it first. Right. How right. you apply it. You need a strong base. So you can get, if you don't have a strong base, you're going to get swept in the street. You're going to get thrown down on the ground because you, you you don't have any stability. So to teach you stability, right. you need to kata, get your legs stronger. You want to throw a punch? Let me see how you throw a punch. Most of the people throw a punch with, with their, with their nuts. Yeah, with the, their, thumbs, with the, thumbs, the thumbs, the thumbs. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, okay, listen, you get, get the makiwara and I want you to punch that makiwara, that piece of wood on the wall as hard as you can with your thumb like that. <laughs> And thank, thankfully, I hope you signed the waiver because you're going to break your thumb. So and I'll teach you how to – now Now do you know why? Because in kata, you don't do that. You do that. Mm-hmm. You can't do that anyway. So this is why you learn kata. In kata, you learn how to close your hands. You learn how to block. You know how to punch. You know the course of the punch. You learn where the most effective area of the punch is. Because in katas, as we all know, some punches are at the chest. Some are at the sternum and the solar plexus at the base of the nose. You know, at the mouth. Things like this. And, and there's a reason for it. But if, if a kid just goes in there and throws a punch, he might not have an area of where to throw a punch. So that's how right. I'll, I'll explain to the kid. It's like, this is how you learn how to do it, and then you can apply it. Right. Man, I, I think um, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of going back. It's something you said a little bit ago, but like but where you were coming at with that, though, too, is like that you, you said like you're fighting for your life in the kata. And like a lot of times we talk about a feeling that you're supposed to have instead of just doing down, you know, taikyoku, whatever, mm-hmm. down block, punch, just kind of going to the, mo- but like a feeling, like you fighting for your life, man. Like that same, re- like reciprocating that feeling within the moves is exactly what's going to happen in a real life situation too. You're mm-hmm. going to hit that fight or flight, you know what I'm saying? And then yes. responding with the moves that you are when you're doing it, right? So you're training that feeling and then responding with that feeling with actual techniques is like one of the most applicable things you could think of right there. And I try to do that in kata, you know, and it's, it's funny because, um, like, let's talk about like when you grunt, when you, believe it or not, when you do that, <clears throat> your whole body tenses up your bicep, your core, your chest, everything tenses up. Right. Sure. And, and, and I try to, when I do a kata, I don't try to just punch really hard. I try to like, <clears throat> you know, just go in there hard. <laughs> and, and I don't do kata like that, but we have to have that feeling of, that fight or flight that we were talking about because we want to be able to use that whenever we want. We don't want to really be in that position where it just happens by itself, Mm. but we want to be able to activate it when we want, (laughs) when we need it. And, and I, and I try to teach a lot to my kids today. It's that feeling of like, man, you want to, you want to punch through something. You're angry or you're, you're excited because anger, uh, if emotions, feelings are tools that we need to learn how to use for our power for our performance, right. whether we're sad or mad, um, uh, upset, angry, anything you feel that's translated to your kata, let's put it in there. Let's, let's absorb all that emotion and just throw it out into one punch, whether you're sad or, and I do it every day, bro, whether right. I'm upset I'm just like, and it feels so good once you let it out, because once you throw out that punch, all that tension just goes through your arm to the right. foot, boom. And it's just like, it's let out. And then you're just like, you're send, oh, yeah. I, feel, I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better. <laughs> Send you're sending all that energy through, you know? Yep. So 15 degrees, bro. 15 degrees. 15 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget oh, about God. it. Hashtag oh. headlock. Hashtag 15 degrees. Oh. It's good. <laughs> it's inside jokes. Oh, now. Inside jokes. Oh, it's good. Yes. Oh, it's... oh, man. <laughs> bro, how, man, like, like just look at it where I, obviously you are at right now, man. Like, uh, how, how, like, I don't want to, I want to go all the way back. How did you even get started in karate in the first place? Oh man, so uh, the, the short story was um, I'm hyperactive, and you can tell this, everyone in this podcast can probably tell this. <laughs> I'm hyperactive, man, and I had a short attention span, you know, ADHD, all these things that uh, everyone can tell I have. 
And I couldn't focus, man. I couldn't focus. I, and so a doctor recommended me to do a sport that would teach me discipline and waste energy. And it could have been any sport, but thankfully there was like a karate school, uh, like 15 minute walk away from my house. So 30 minutes, you know, coming, going. And uh, we started doing it. Uh, we, we had to pick walking because we didn't have a car. You know, we didn't have the, the funds to have a car. It, we come from Cuba. So it was very difficult to even have money. Uh, so I went, we went walking to the dojo. I love the dojo. Uh, I love karate. And when I was there, man, I saw all these kids and they're throwing punches and they're like, Kiai, Kiai. And they're doing Taikyoko Shodan because I did show real. So we, we had Taikyoko Shodan in our style and we're just doing it. Boom, boom. And I love everyone moving in unison. I loved everyone doing it. And then I was like, wow, these kids are so good. I want to challenge myself. I want to do something like this. And I want to try to be better than what I can do because today I can't even do it, but maybe tomorrow I can. And maybe the next day I can do it better than myself. And I had this idea of like, I just want to do it better than I could yesterday. I want to do it better than I could tomorrow. And, and I loved it. Right. I fell in love with just trying to be better. And then before I knew it, we were doing kumite. And I was like, oh, yes, you know. And then I, I noticed, you know, if you don't have these stable stances, you can't throw a nice jiakosuki, a nice reverse punch, because your legs aren't going to hold you up, you know. Right. And then I started to notice, like, you know, kata's really And our sensei always said it, too, back in the day. It's like, hey, kata's really important for kumite. And we are, you know, one ear comes out the other ear. But uh, when you get sure. older, you really understand, you know. I completely agree. I completely agree. I mean, it, 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 it's, it, you're, we talked about foundations, man, and it builds that foundation to give you a platform to, to then do all these other things, man. So then let's fast forward. Then like, when did you actually want to like start really taking karate seriously? Or was it just like, man, you got in the dojo, started training, loved it. And then there was like a very natural progression or was there like a one day thing, you know? So it's funny because um, in 2011, I believe that nationals were in South Carolina, right? Because that was yep. the first time you made the U.S. team. 11? No, no, I was in 2009. Yeah, that was the year I got bronze in Worlds. Yeah, 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 uh -huh, Junior uh -huh. Worlds. But yeah, you, yeah, got, yeah. you got first in South Carolina that year in Kumite. Yes, and you, in and Kumite. You fought, and you fought Eric Lamelas in that division. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay so I didn't <laughs> yeah. go to that Nationals. I didn't go to that yeah, Nationals. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know about NKF Karate. You mm. know, I, I was always competing in the AAU back in the day. And... I saw Eric and I and he was my friend because we had fought before in local tournaments. And I was like, whoa, Eric is trying out for the US team. And I didn't know mm. anything about US team. I didn't know what Pan American Championship was. I didn't know what the world championship was. And then the, I saw the, the, everyone that had the blue jacket was on the US national team. And, every, and I respected right. that. That for me was like, I want that blue jacket. I want to be on the US national team. And it was because I saw right. that picture. You were in first place. I remember Eric was in third place. And I was like, <laughs> dude, this guy's going to the world championship. This guy is going to Pan American Championship. And then I, I, I followed you at that time. And so you got bronze in the world. Get so, out of here. I, I, I kid you not, bro. I kid you not. Because <laughs> that was the first time I knew about the U.S. national team. And, oh, my gosh. And I, the year after, um, I, went, I went to the, to the national championships that were in uh, mm. Texas. In and Texas, I, that's and, right. I remember that. And I lost. I got bronze in Texas in Kata. And in Kumite, I lost too. But it doesn't matter. The year after, in 2012, I finally made the U.S. team, but I made it in Kumite. Mm. And I was like, yes, you know, we finally made it on the U.S. team. We're going to Mexico, <clears throat> to Cancun. And I was so right. happy, bro. I had the jacket. I was like, okay, this is step one. I made it to the national team. And then I went to the Pan American Championship. Great experience. After that experience, you know, first was trying to get on the U.S. team. And working a year, bro, you know, working a whole year, super hard. Leaving school, going to the dojo to train. And then summer was, was brutal because our sensei was – killing us that that and then you lose you get bronze and kata and then you know, you know that was the first time i was like you know it sucks they have to win another year and then the other year i lost i got bronze again i got second kumite so i made it in kumite but all that training you know for and i can't even go to pan-american championships for for 
for kata. And I was right. like, it hurts. So then, you know, you it keep sucks. training, you keep training. And then I finally made it for kata, but I couldn't go to world championships in 2013. And then I got my right. silver medal. I got silver in, uh, in Pan American Championship. So just, you know, I was looking forward to every year trying to make the U.S. team. And that's what really had me going. And I was like, I want to make the U.S. team. And then when I, when it just became a, uh, I was very confident in making the U.S. team every year because I started getting better. And I started noticing that, okay, I could keep, I could keep making the U.S. team in Qatar. And then I made it in Kumite again in Bolivia in 2015. And, yeah, you uh, made it for both, right? Yeah, for Qatar. Yeah, Kumite. that was, I remember that. <laughs> and and yeah. that was the year that I, I after that I quit um, Kumite because my sensei, uh, I, I fought in Kumite, but I made it to the semifinals in Kumite. And the finals in, and the finals yeah, in Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> and bro, we're talking about minus 76. These guys are tall. I was, yeah. I was weighing like uh, 69 pounds, uh, 69 kilograms. I kilos, mean. kilos. Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, and these guys are 76, 75 kilograms, a lot taller than me. I had no problem. I was going in there like, okay, we're just going to fight. And before I knew it, I was scoring points. Body was, reverse punch, bro. I remember this like it was yesterday, bro. I, and, you know, and my reaction was, you know, I'm in the final for Kata, and let me take it easy in Kumite because I want to fo- – and I was thinking, oh, yeah, I'm in the final. Oh, there was a reverse punch. Oh, <laughs> and before I knew it, I, I, I beat Mexico. I beat Ecuador. I beat, I beat uh, Brazil. And then I go against Argentina in semifinals. I was like, dude, there's no way. I just won, like, three fights with just a punch – with a single punch in every fight. No reverse punch, reverse – every fight, reverse punch. And then against Argentina, the one kick I threw – the one kick I threw the whole competition, I hit the guy in the elbow. He spinning yeah. back kicks me in the in the groin, and I was out. Yeah, out. yeah, hurt yeah, my yeah. Foot, hurt my groin. Uh, everything was gone. I couldn't fight the rest of the fight, and then I had to go for bronze medal match. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not doing bronze medal right. match. I'm gonna try to right. heal up because I know I was gonna go all out, and it was gonna hurt. So I, right. I stuck it out. I I lost a uh, gold match against Dominican Republic three two, and then my sensei was like, no more kumite, man. You're just doing kata. And I was saying, mm-hmm. saying I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to argue, whatever. So, yeah, man, that was, uh, that was crazy. Wow. Wow. And then flash, flash forward or zoom, uh, fast forward to 2019, we're both the Pan Am Games, bro. Isn't that crazy? Pan Am Games. <laughs> oh, dude, definitely crazy, my, dude? My, the most incredible experience ever, ever, ever. That's how I was going to ask you, man. Do you have like a, is there like a go-to memory that you have that stands out amongst others or like one or two? I, I would say I have three, three. Okay, memories. let's go. Let's go. Give me, give me. Like, let's go with one for right now. Now uh, I want to hear. It, it's actually in order of which it happened. I'm the first one. Okay, let's I do won it. Pan American Championship where I got uh, gold. But you know, it wasn't actually the 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 winning the gold medal. It was the moment that I won. The you guys from the U.S. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 and the energy, yeah. And I watched that video every day because I made a vlog about it. And the, the way that the music was set up, it was just, I, it was like, I didn't do it on purpose. It just, the music slowed down and everyone, whoa, got up crazy. Oh, no one believed it. And, and that wasn't anything. That was the most incredible, one of the most incredible moments for me from the crowd, from you guys. You guys just, you know, I felt like you won the medal as well as me. Like we all won the medal right. together. And it was right, like 50. Right. And that was the biggest one of like, the, one, the first one I can uh, talk about. Uh, the second one was Pan American Games and the experience, the beautiful experience, experience, the stage, uh, the fun times we had over there, uh, you know, walking together, going different places around Lima. Um, you know, it was like, man, we were 
this is part, you know, the Pan American Games is, a, is Olympic level type of thing. And um, we're doing this, it's so professional, it's so strict and we're able to be here together. We're able to leave, we're able to wear this, this nice jacket. We're able to represent our country at this level of event that's only done every, what, four years, right? Four years, yeah. Every yeah, four, yeah, years. four years. And, mm-hmm. through, and the, I was happy because I had to qualify for that event. And the first time I tried to qualify was in a North American Cup. And I lost by one flag. And that was the first time I ever like cried after losing because I was so devastated, man. I was so hurt one flag away from qualifying for the Pan American Games. It was just one, just one flag. It could have given it. It right. could have been mine. It could have been it. It was just one. And then I ended right. up qualifying. So, you know, I, I had to train really hard mentally, especially for the next three months after that loss to be able to climb up and qualify again. So that competition meant a lot to me. And the silver medal was, you know, I went against the finals. I lost to Antonio. But it was great, man. It was a good match. We both did our best. And I feel like I was able to compete against my role model. And it was like one of the best katas I've ever seen him perform. So mm. I was just happy being there with him in that stage. You know, the crowd, everything. Win or lose, it was one of the incredible, most incredible experiences I've had. And then the last one, definitely, my bronze medal at <laughs> Istanbul. That one for right. me is no one believes me when I say it, but it's more important to me than the Pan American gold medal or the Pan American mm-hmm. game silver because, man, time after time, you know, I've been going to Premier League since 2017, losing round one, eventually climbing up to round two and three. And before I knew I was hitting bronze medal match and just every, I did four bronze medal match and it just, you know, cut, cut short. And, you know, I, I would beat these people, these athletes in the preliminary rounds in previous competitions. And then when it was time, I didn't win. You know, mm. when it was my time to get that bronze medal match, I couldn't win. And then again, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. like I went against like Moto Kasumasa, right? But I had beaten him before that once, you know, so I'm there like, it's possible. And then I would lose. It's like, okay, it wasn't my day. And I'll go against Gotas from Turkey. And I had beaten him before as well. And then boom, I would lose. You know, these things, and it's not like, oh, I'm expecting to win, but I expect to have a chance. You know, and you have to be positive. And then we just, right. you know, you're, you're there, you're positive, and then you lose. Mm. So it's like, okay, it doesn't matter, you know, but it would hurt. So I finally got to this bronze medal match. I won against very, very difficult athletes. I finally beat um, a guy that I haven't beaten ever in my life uh, from Italy, uh, Busato, Masia Busato from, he already qualified for the yep. Olympics. And I got to be yeah. in the semifinals. So I was happy with that. You know, I was happy the judges were like, hey, Ariel, you deserve to go to bronze medal match. And bronze medal match, you know, it was a U.S. bronze medal match. I was even happier with that. You know, I had right. our, my teammate Mason. He's great, man. And we were able to show that bronze medal match. But I was happy that I got the medal because, man, I've been four years trying to get a medal in a Premier League. And this was the first one I got, you know. And I never gave up. I never was right. like, I never, I never gave an excuse. I never said I should have won. And, and anyone can vouch for me. I never say I should have won I, or anything. I always said, hey, uh, man, I lost. I could have done better. Um, I, 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 did, I did my best, but it wasn't enough this time. You know, I have to keep going. I have to keep training. I have to keep improving somehow. And eventually, man, it paid off, you know. Uh, and I've always said it. If I, if I won or I lost, it's like uh, we have to keep training harder, man. You know, that's yeah, a medal. Yeah. That's a medal. No, I, I completely agree with you. Like, I, I, I will be one of those people that vouches for you. You, you've never been someone to just been like, oh, I'm not gonna, you know, oh, this so and so, this and that, whatever. Except for me, you're like, nah, you shouldn't have won. You know, <laughs> never, bro. Nah, no, it's the truth though, man. But like, how do you? I mean, I, I got two like more, like two more solid questions for you before we close out for today. But like, the first one is like, how, how would you go through that? That like, what's your order of operations for loss? Mm-mm-mm. one i grow the courage to watch my video because sometimes you lose you lose 
and you yeah, feel you're, you're dreading it, man. You're, you're dreading, dreading. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're dreading yeah. sitting there and just looking at it and watching the whole thing. Mm. And once you watch it once, you want to watch watch it again and just make sure that you can. Did you do a bad? Did Ariel? Did you really do a bad job? Yes or no? Most of the time, it's yes because if you lose, it's for a reason. And, and sometimes you need to accept that you weren't good enough that day, and that hurts. That hurts, especially how much we train. And but once we accept. I wasn't good enough that day. Okay. The pain is a little, it hurts, but it, it, we're, you got to get through it. That's step one. Now, okay, what can I do? I was, let's talk about my mentality. Where was my head at? Was I thinking mm-hmm. too much of a competition? Was I too stressed? Was I too relaxed? Never the issue. Was I, um, <laughs> you know, it's usually too stressed or where was my mind at the day before? Uh, yeah. What can I do with the negative feelings you get beforehand? Can because sometimes yeah. I like I get a negative feeling like oh this competition is not gonna be good for me. Right. What can I do with that? How can I tackle that? And and I, and I and I will um reverse it from the performance all the way back. Let's let's go all the way back day by day. What did I do the day before? What did I do the day after that? And, mm-hmm. uh, and I would see and I would find the error in that day, whether it was feeling because performance usually we compete we train our life to be our best. So what can I do with those last few days before competition? What can I improve right. those last few days? So I would go back and I'd be like, okay, this day, I, I just stuck in my room by myself trying to focus. That's not me. I don't have to be mm. in a room by myself focusing. I have to right. step away from the competition, measure myself. Where's my head at? And then I would and I would fast forward and in the next event, I would use that as the template. Okay, Ariel, you're going in that direction. Let's not go there. Ariel, you're, you're training too hard the day before. Let's not go there. There's nothing's going to help you right now. It can only hurt mm-hmm. you. Uh, Ariel, you know, take it easy today. Let's eat more. Sometimes I wouldn't eat because I was, I was like, I don't need to eat so much. I don't need to do this so much. Things like mm. that. So I would learn. I learned from that. So that was, that was the biggest thing, man. Looking at my video, it would hurt to watch. And and then, you know, going backwards. What did I do that I felt like was wrong? And, and most of the time, my performance would be bad. But not because I couldn't do my, I, I didn't do my best, but because maybe I did too much and everything leading to that moment really messed it up. So now I have to, fix everything leading up to that moment for the next time. Right. I think you make a great point in, in not making reflections or evaluations just on your performance, but everything that surrounds your inform, uh, yes. performance, some, everything that influences your performance, which I think is a great thing that everybody can use, man. I uh, didn't, I didn't get a job or, you know, I got declined out of this master's program or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? It's the same, same thing. There's a lot of things that go into it that mm-hmm. surround the performance itself, but no, I think that's a great response, man. Thank you for, for opening up. Uh, and I, just to close out, man, what, what's, uh, what's going on, what's coming up for you? I want to know what's going on in the future. What can we look forward to as far as listeners go? And then me as, as your teammate to help us support you. Um, man, I mean, other than competitions, you know, we have Portugal coming up. I've been training very hard for that to get those points. Um, yep. mostly not for the point, mostly for myself to keep testing these theories I have for Kata, um, that I, you know, we want to test out things like being clean in our Kata, controlling certain aspects that we can control. So that once I go to qualifying event in uh, June, uh, I can qualify for the Olympics. That's my goal, man. That's my biggest thing. But other than the, that event, there's a lot of things going on with some sponsors I'm having. And there's, there's going to be posts coming out soon about it. You guys are going to hear soon. Um, I, I don't know how it even came to be, man. Uh, I say, uh, you know, God does these things for a reason. And I, I'm a believer mm-hmm. that everything happens for a reason. I try to be a, I'm not a, a, anything great, but, um, I, you know, I am true to myself, bro. And I, I try to be a better person every day that I can. And I believe that when I lose or when I lose something, when someone comes, leaves my life or when something happens in any aspect of the way, 
it hurts, but we accept it. We reflect on it and we say, everything happens for a reason. You know, I trust whatever happened, it happened for the best. And I'm going to move forward from here on out. And I'm going to do the best I can. So uh, me living like that, I have these, these incredible opportunities have presented themselves that seem too good to be true more than I could ever imagine could happen. And, and soon they're going to be posted. Like tomorrow, one of them is going to be out. Next week, one of them is going to air on national television. And you guys are going to see it, hopefully. Um, but yeah, man, um, there's awesome. a lot of things going on. But most importantly for me is that qualifying tournament in um, Paris, June 10th through 13th. So I'm hoping everyone can send me the best energy, positive energy. Best. You know, we need to, I need to do my best. And, and I can represent all of you guys, bro, because you've played a huge part of my life as my friend calming me down, talking to me, taking your time to be there for me. You know what I'm saying, bro? Uh, believe it or not, you know, you might not believe it, but you've been a part of my, of my life of growing up. You know, we, I've seen you more than I've seen a lot of people. People don't understand that, you know, and you've been a part of every defeat, every win, every victory, every, everything that I've gone through. So, you know, man, thank you for being a part of my life, bro. And for being a friend, a good friend, listening, being there for me. And you know that I'm here for you too, bro. Of course, always. And I think that that form of like mutual, love and respect is always something that's going to keep us moving forward, even to the, into the post competition world. So no, yes, thank sir. you, man. I really appreciate you saying that. And thank you for taking the time to be on this episode today. Um, and nothing but the best and nothing but support. And hopefully, man, I would love to see you on that Olympic stage, bro. That'd yes. be amazing. Thank <laughs> you, man. Thank you. Seriously, Much bro. love, bro. Thank you. Take it easy. Thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Believe in the Punch. I really appreciate my support with everybody that I have and everybody that's listening. Please continue to listen and download, and I can't wait for following episodes. Right before we close out for today, I did want to thank today's second sponsor in Canaan Glasses. If you guys have had trouble breaking, losing, scratching, or anything else related to sunglasses with summer right around the corner, it's important to get yourself a nice pair. Caning sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're cleaner, lighter, and stronger than the average sunglasses. So use the exclusive code KANANCAST15 at Kanan.com to receive 15% off on your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N, CAST, the number 15. Kanan, clearly better. Take care, everyone. Please download today's episode, and I look forward to our next Matt Chat. In the meantime, keep your hands up and believe in the punch. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.